0: Should you be buying or selling Priest Hall this offseason? Kate and I have a little bit of a difference of an opinion here. All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked
1: On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madju.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day, we'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. We are continuing with our AFC East uh, previews, talking about the New York Jets today as we get ready for the season. Kate, usually we go buy, sell, and hold. Today, we're changing things up a little bit. We're talking about our sales is Brees Hall a sell in dynasty this offseason? Because I think he is.
1: Marcus, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually think that the price point for jets running back Brees Hall, like who, who had a fantastic rookie season, despite it ending way too early due to a torn ACL. Um, he would I like mark my words. He would have been offensive rookie of the year. Had it not been for that season ending injury. Um, got to talk about like the current value. Cause I do feel like the value seems about right. Um looking at current dynasty startup ADP. Now this is for the month uh, of, of uh, May. Yeah. May. Yeah. yeah. So like things uh, of course, still in the process of gathering ADP numbers for the month of June, but currently being drafted as RB four on average, uh, right around the, the 10th pick. Of dynasty startup draft, so I feel like for a 21 year old running back, who uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you you remember um, that that time he stepped onto the football field uh, as a professional, but on pace for almost 1700 scrimmage yards, wasn't uh, necessarily like a the you know a, a touchdown scoring machine just yet, uh, but he was getting there. He was warming up, so I want to hear. Why he's a sell because I think RB4 feels pretty right for a guy that I, I think has potential to finish as the over, overall RB1 in fantasy football in any given season when healthy.
0: What is the theme of this offseason here in the lockdown dynasty football? Sell running game? backs, every running back is a sell. Um, it, it, there's a lot of things here that I'm worried about, first of all the injury, right? It's just a massive injury. And we've seen some of these running backs, even ones in the rookie season, who look awesome, just not be able to bounce back as quickly as we hope. I mean, look, I mean, JK Dobbins, I think it was year two that he had the injury. Now we're going into year four hoping that he's going to be healthy. Um
1: I do think like from a a perspective of of the injury, right? We have heard really good things about Brees Hall's rehabilitation process to this point. Um, we've heard when the injury happened, it was a relatively clean cut, uh, clean cut and dry, not a complicated injury. Like we saw with Javante Williams yeah. who had, uh, you know, involvement of like multiple ligaments, which can complicate that rehab process, fairly clean cut. But, you know, even if he doesn't start off as, you know, the RB one, this is dynasty, Right? Like it's we're just, we're in it for the long haul.
0: It's just the history of these guys that have a major knee injury. They just don't really ever get back to that same form. Look at Saquon Barkley, right? He had this awesome rookie season, and then we've kind of been chasing that ever since, and it's just has never happened. But for me, okay, it's honestly, the injury is just one part of it. It's the price. Right now on Dynasty League Football, he's being drafted as RB4, the ninth overall player in dynasty. And that's honestly where the the, the hangup is for me. If I'm doing a startup league and I have the choice between Jalen Waddle or Brees Hall, I'm just, I'm taking the receiver or like Chris Olave, same draft class at a position that is just as important. I'm taking Chris Olave. or, you know, you can even go down further. There's other guys that I like at the bottom of round one, at the top of round two that I would just much rather have. Because we don't know what's he going to look like with an Aaron Rodgers-led team. Because of this injury, are the Jets going to scale him back a little bit on the workload? Or are they just never going to give him the 22-plus touch you know games that we're hoping for? Or do they view him as, hey, this is a long-term asset. Let's not rush him back onto the field. Let's wait until week four, week five, week six before we up his workload. Yes, it's a dynasty we're talking about dynasty here, but a running back's most value comes in the first two years of the rookie contract. And with him already having this major injury, I'm just, I'm a little concerned.
1: I I think all of those concerns are, are definitely legitimate. Um, Like it, and that's why he's more of a hold for me. I'm not necessarily selling Brees, although it, I think you make a compelling argument. I mean, the upside is is so tremendous he's got bursts for days how much burst does he have uh once he's rehabbed from that torn ACL who knows uh in his final game last season against the broncos uh only had four carries had played 20% of offensive snaps before tearing his ACL those four carries went for 72 rushing yards and a touchdown
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know he took a minute to warm up but he he started uh, to find that nose from the for the end zone had four straight games of uh, scoring a rushing touchdown. We know he's a capable receiver. Uh, we know Aaron Rodgers is willing to utilize the the running back position in the receiving game. And I do think this is going to be a team with a lot of scoring potentials. Now, sure. if if I'm being honest about like my biggest concerns, I would say you know the the fact that the it, it hasn't felt like the jets are necessarily out on any of these, you know, big name running backs yeah. that have popped up. Um, just in, this is just rumors. This is, is conjecture, but there hasn't been a a moment where it, it's felt like they're truly out on any of these, you know, potential bell cow running backs that could come in. And, sure. you know, even if they plan to work in tandem with Brees hall, um, you know that's a concern, and of course, like you, you want that immediate return to Brees Hall looking like Brees Hall, and you don't know if you're going to get that. So, uh, you might have swayed me a little bit more towards the the sell side. But let's look at some some recent trades. So, uh, Brees Hall. Or Cooper Cup in a 2024 first round pick. Let's say it's a, a mid range, it's projected oh, to be in the mid range.
0: Cooper Cup all day long. I mean, that, that one's so easy for me.
1: Okay. Brees Hall or Jordan Addison, a 2024 first round pick in a 2024 second.
0: That's closer. I think I would still lean the Addison side.
1: Okay. Uh, Brees Hall in the 202 for Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson in the 203.
0: I think I'd take the Stevenson and Etienne side. You're getting two guys that should be able to produce as RB1s this year.
1: All right. One final trade. Brees Hall and Isaiah Pacheco for CeeDee Lamb and Terrace Marshall of the Carolina So the panel. Marshall
0: part is kind of just a throwaway, right?
1: Yeah, Academy. it's a throwaway, but you know, Bryce Young in this new offense, this is a new team, yada, yada. There should be target opportunity. Yeah. So definitely a throw uh, in, but I've
0: got Ceedee lamb as my third overall player in dynasty right now. So I would take, I'd take just the better asset here.
1: Okay. So you are, you are firmly out, but I do. It's interesting. Cause I, I came into this with the, of the mindset that I I thought Brees Holt was more of a hold, but you're, your argument here paired with some of the trades, like well, this, that's the thing Brees Hall in like the two Oh two for Travis, Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson Stevenson, the two Oh three. Give me that every single day of the week.
0: As somebody who is firmly in the football card market right now, I can tell you Brees Hall is just a hot name right now, even despite the injury. Like people love Brees Hall. I can they know gar- the
1: talent. Yeah. So and they're betting and, on talent.
0: And that's the thing is there's no argument against the talent. Like he is a supremely talented player. But I think at at the ninth overall player in your dynasty league, there's just too much unknown. Plus, I kind of don't want a top 10 you know, pick that's a running back right now. I want a position that's a little bit more stable year to year. So if I can flip him for one of the trades that you mentioned, I would do that. I'm sure that somebody in your dynasty league is willing to give you a king's ransom for uh, Brees Hall. Kate, let's talk about the player that we are buying for the New York Jets this offseason next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That is $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Now I know all the playoff action is done. We're going to go a long time without any sports other than uh, MLB and WNBA right now. But you can go bet on some NFL futures like the Atlanta Falcons to go over eight and a half wins. Maybe my favorite bet that I've already placed on FanDuel. Uh, go do that because again, we got no playoff action for a while. There's no better place to bet on all the action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked where you can bet on our Atlanta Falcons. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Kate, we are back talking about the New York Jets on this episode of Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast. We talked about Brees Hall being a sell or a hold, just depending on your mindset, but you and I are both in agreement here on Al-Nazard. Why should you be buying Al-Nazard in your Dynasty Leagues?
1: This is like, a, I, I'm going to be honest, I feel a little gross about it, but I'm, I'm going to need our entire audience to bear with me here because this is this is not going to feel good. Um, Alan Lazard, 27 years old, 6'5, 227 pounds. And uh, let's not forget the fact that he was recruited to the New York Jets by Aaron Rodgers. Like, remember this whole, whole time, right? Like, back and forth. Is Aaron Rodgers, are they going to get a deal done? Is he going to the Jets? Is he going to stay with the Packers? He's going to retire? Like, this whole thing it happened. And then as soon as we got word that, okay, Aaron Rodgers has quote unquote put out a list. uh, And and guess who was the first player uh, who who really dove into that list? It was Alan Lazard. Uh, It's really interesting because you look at the Packers 2023 uh, or 2022 season and Alan Lazard was not overly efficient uh, when being targeted by Aaron Rodgers. In fact, like when you're looking at all of the players, uh, all 15 of the players that saw targets from Aaron Rodgers last year, he was one of the least efficient, uh, 59% completion rate on passes thrown by Rogers, six touchdowns. Fantastic. Five interceptions on those yeah. targets. Uh, no other player on the Packer had, uh, two intercept or two interceptions, uh, on intended targets, fifth, lower passer, fifth lowest passer rating when targeted among those players, it didn't matter though. You know why? Cause Aaron Rodgers trusts Alan Lazard. And that is, I, I think more than enough reason right now in dynasty startups, he is being drafted as the wide receiver 70. Yeah, And I do think the upside, uh, especially when we're touting the scoring potential of this jets offense with Aaron Rodgers with Brees hall, even if he's not at a hundred percent, right? Like, I do think what you're probably getting from Alan Lazard is a wide receiver two wide receiver three. And right now he's kind of a throw in. He's not, he's not an asset you're necessarily targeting, but you can get him thrown into uh, another trade. And I think the, the, the floor is relatively safe. Uh, Only had three games or sorry, four four games last season where he finished uh, outside of the top 50, but Had a number of games inside the top 30 and in not to say that you're, you're chasing top 30 wide receivers, but if you can get them for wide receiver 70 uh, with, you know, what's, what should be a productive offense, you know, it, it's a lot of unfamiliarity for Aaron Rodgers. This is the first time he's stepped out of green Bay. He's got a new coach, a new playbook knew everything. And you know, what's not new? Alan Lazard. And I do think that for a guy that's habitual for a guy that is so, um, you know, he's somebody that, you know, once you have his trust, you're good. Uh, for, for a guy like that, I want somebody that he could look to as a safety blanket. I do think that's Alan Lazard. And the gap in fantasy, I'm sure it's going to be fine you know, between Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson, but so is the price tag, and I like the price tag.
0: Yeah, we'll get to Garrett Wilson's price tag here in just a second, but if you want to make a lot of money then the football season, bet the over on Alan Lazard props, like game-to-game props, and the under on Garrett Wilson early in the season because it's going to take Rodgers some time to get used to Garrett Wilson And we just know that he's going to go back to the guys that he trusts. And it's probably going to be Randall Cobb. It's probably going to be Alan Lazard, at least to start the year. Aaron Rodgers is a
1: creature of habit.
0: Exactly. I think if you were to make the argument against Alan Lazard, is that he's clearly not going to be the number one option. That goes to Garrett Wilson. And then behind Garrett Wilson, there's so many other names, including Randall Cobb, Denzel Mims, uh, Corey Davis, who has a big cap number. They signed me Hardman. They've got three or four tight ends that they like, including Jeremy Ruckert, who was a third round pick last year. However, if you look kind of long-term Randall Cobb on a one-year deal, we'll see if he even makes the team. Like, I think there's a chance he doesn't even make the roster. Corey Davis could be a cap cut. He's also on a one-year deal. Denzel Mims is on a one-year deal. Cole Harbin is on a one year deal. So there's a chance that this entire wide receiver room next year is just wiped out minus Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazar because the or the excuse me, the Jets gave a big investment to Alan Lazar this offseason. So
1: four I years four hundred or four years, forty four million dollars.
0: Which means he's gonna be on the field a lot. And almost by default. And he does a lot of the other, you know, little things like he'll block, he'll chip some of the defensive ends. He'll make tough catches across the middle of the field. And again, you mentioned the price wide receiver 70. He might even be available in free agency right now in your leagues, depending on how short some of your leagues are. And you could play him early in the year. As you wait for a Jamison Williams to come off the suspension, you wait for somebody who's been banged up or who missed a couple of games with an ankle injury, the price tag is just too good to pass up on right now.
1: Yep.
0: 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right, okay, let's talk about the number 1 receiver on this offense and whether you should be buying, selling or holding him this offseason because got to say Garrett Wilson, one of the most highly sought after players in dynasty football right now. We will get to that next. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every day or on Monday show. Kate and I are going to be continuing our previews uh, with a certain team that we're not going to mention. We're going to have you come back and tune in on Monday because it's it's a lot of fun. So be sure you tune in for that as we take Friday off. But, Kate, let's talk about Garrett Wilson, who right now on Dynasty League Football is going as wide receiver five, number seven overall in non-super uh, flex leagues what are you doing with Garrett Wilson?
1: He's a hold for me. Um, You know, love Garrett Wilson, just talent for days, right? Like just, you know, got the, the Ohio state receiving room uh, in last or 2022 was just 2021 was just stupid. Um, That's that, that, that team, that receiving core was just ridiculous. Um, And guess what? Like paid off handsomely. Uh, We saw the production right off the bat. Uh, Didn't seem to miss a beat when he translated to the NFL that the reason he's a hold for me, I know he's a sell for you not to, not to uh, give away your tease here, but um, you know, I, I think like what we can probably expect from him is top five wide receiver like I don't see much value in going to buy him because I think that's you know you're kind of buying him at his peak but well, just
0: really quickly to mention that so in January he was uh he was the 15th overall player and then it's kind of steadily risen all the way up to number seven right now so he hasn't played at all in the last five months but he's seen his value just skyrocket
1: it's the Aaron Rodgers effect. And it you is. know, the first moment we start to see, uh, some really nice highlight reels of Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson. Uh, we know we're going to get plenty of those clips in training camp and that price tag is going to continue to rise. So give us your pitch. Why are you selling Garrett Wilson? Cause I think we're both in agreement. Like that the talent is not the reason yep. that you would ever sell Garrett Wilson. No. I think it's the price point, right?
0: And that's exactly, I, I'm looking at all these second year receivers, trying to figure out which ones I want to buy and sell. And if I had just my choice and the cost was all exactly the same, it's Garrett Wilson. I just think he's got the most talent. He's the best receiver of the group getting, you know, making plays after the catch. But I don't think the gap between like Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Drake London is all that big. So if I can flip, and we've seen these trades already happen this off season, if I can flip Garrett Wilson for Chris Olave in a first-round pick, I'm doing that all day. If I can do that same trade for a mid-2024 first-round pick in Drake London, I'm doing that all all way because all, all day because there's just so many different avenues in which that trade could work out for me. Drake London could easily outproduce Garrett Wilson this year. That first-round pick could easily turn into a top-three pick, and all of a sudden I got a receiver that's better than Garrett Wilson and Marvin Harrison Jr. or whoever it might be. It's just the price tag because the talent is, is unreal. Um, I will say we talked about two players with high upside in Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson being drafted slightly ahead of Brees Hall. And that makes sense to me. I, I would much, much rather have Garrett Wilson right now than Brees Hall.
1: And that does, uh, that fits with our, our motif this off season, sell running backs buy wide receivers. There is so much more longevity and stability in the wide receiver position, especially for dynasty fantasy football leagues. Um, A trade that just happened two days ago, Marcus, uh, Garrett Wilson and tight end Greg Dulcich for Drake London, Dallas Goddard, a 2024 first rounder and second round pick.
0: So let's just hash this out a little bit. I think the gap between Dallas Goddard and Greg Dulcich is worth, I don't know, at least a round two pick. Right. And I think the difference between Garrett Wilson and Drake London is worth probably a round two pick. So you basically get a first round pick for free in that trade. Yes. That absolutely
1: that like I'm yes for that, that price tag. If I can get this kind of trade for Garrett Wilson, he can, his bags are packed already. Like and There's
0: an, there's another trade. Actually, it's a couple down on the, on the website. It was, Chris Olave in the 110 for Garrett Wilson in the 205. Like I would do that trade as well. I love both of those receivers. They were both absolutely awesome last year. And if I can move up seven spots in the draft, why not?
1: I think that's probably the approach to selling Garrett Wilson. If you're looking to move on and take advantage of that high ADP, again, wide receiver five on Dynasty League football in the month of May, steadily increased every single month. So we'll see where he lands for the month of June. It could be even higher. Uh, but like some of the wide receivers going behind him, T Higgins, a St. Brown, uh, Drake, London, Tyree kill Jackson Smith and Jigba. I would take a package deal yep. and move on from Garrett Wilson. If I can get one of these other players that I know is similarly, you know, high tiered, maybe not quite as high, but if I can get some more assets back and and really start to fill out a dynasty roster, breaking down some of these top tier players and getting those players that are just that one tier below that can be the difference in winning your dynasty it, fantasy football league.
0: It's a lave for me because you're getting somebody who is the same age, right? Who is the clear cut number one receiver on that offense. But I also get, a little bit extra to, to pair with it. That's, that's the move for me. I would also consider the same type of move for Drake London, but if you're more in a win now window and you want to flip him for Tyree kill and something else, super, super valuable. I think that makes a lot of sense as well.
1: Yep, for sure. Right. I think this is the, this is the approach. Uh, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to be combing through some of my dynasty rosters today and see what I can come up with.
0: All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. Again, we are off on Monday, but we are back on – or sorry, we are off on Friday, but we are back on Monday with a certain team in the AFC North that has completely revamped their wide receiver course. So make sure you guys tune in for that. I'll remind you that we are free and available on all platforms. Go check us out on YouTube. You can follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you guys right back here on Monday.